Rise and shine. I open up my sleepy eyes. I stretch my arms and yawn. The sun is rising. Birds are singing. Thank you, God, for dawn. Good night, sun and honeybees. Good night, flowers. Good night, trees. Good night, elbows, toes, and knees. Good night, God. Who made all these? Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I must say, it is a pleasure to start the episode with a poem once again. It's been a while since we've had a real honest to goodness poem, and this was two poems. Two poems out of, well, a whole bunch of poems. We are ending the Worthy Kids Hachette book series uh, today with 2016's The Berenstain Bears Possessive S. Book of Prayers by Mike Berenstain. I might have mentioned in the last episode, this book is a slightly different from the previous board books. This one, well, it's still a board book, but it's got a, it's got a larger cover. It's soft and squashy. Listen, soft and squashy. And it's, it's taller. It's, it's wider. It's, it's just a bigger book all around. It's not necessarily, I mean, I guess maybe it does have a few more pages. Maybe. It's hard to tell, uh, but it also doesn't have a plot. It is simply a book of prayers. And what kind of prayers? Poem prayers. And what kind of poem prayers? Like thank, thankful prayers, thank, thanking God prayers, not uh, not petitionary prayers or any sort. More of a more of the as I, well, even as I lay me down to sleep is a kind of a petitionary prayer because you're asking the Lord to keep your soul safe. This is more. Just sort of acknowledging everything. You, I suppose you could read this entire book out loud each night. It would cut into your sleep time. I suppose you could do that, though. And uh, you'd, you'd cover all your bases on things to be thankful about. Uh, but yes, the Berenstain Bears Book of Prayers, it contains, um, it contains illustrations from the previous board books, as well as illustrations from previous Stan and Jan Berenstain books. Uh, I assume images that Mike felt... Uh, we're worthy of of remembering, worthy of reprinting, and uh, it closes out the eight book Hachette Worthy Kids series. But this is not the end, because I have something very special for this episode. Very special indeed. A uh, 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 little bonus feature that's going to answer some of the questions I've been asking for the last few episodes. But first. The book, uh, the book of prayers. There's not a whole lot I can say about this book because a, it doesn't really refer back to the Bible. So there's not a whole lot theologically to discuss. I guess what I'm going to do now sort of take us through the, the themes of the book and talk about how they are, how they reflect the themes that have been covered in the books we've read so far. And also looking forward to future Mike religious books. And then we'll take a look at the, at the little bonus I have for us here at the end. So the book of prayers is divided up into thematic sections. Uh, the first one being rise and shine. And they're all poems uh, about waking up and welcoming the day. Uh, then we have a section uh, that's just them wandering around outside. Doesn't have a, a heading. Uh, joyful praise, which is, uh, you know, like God, thanks for making everything. It's all uh, thanks for all the days, Jesus. 
Uh, and thanks for loving me. I love you too. Uh, then there's a section on things you can see outside your window, a lot of grass and birds and butterflies. Then there's a section just called thanks, which is funny because the entire book seems to be a book of thanks. Uh, but it's thank you, dear Jesus, for loving me so, for helping me learn, for helping me grow. That kind of thing. There's a poem about thank you for my bed. There's a poem about thank you for friends and thank you for family and thank you for old friends and new friends. Thank you for your parents. Thank you for your pets. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for clapping your hands. Uh, all kinds of just poems of praise. And this is a huge, okay, I, I believe it's the first, I believe the first song to ever appear in the Bible is the song that is sung after the Red Sea incident where uh, God parts the Red Sea so Moses and the Israelites can cross. And then he brings the waves crashing down to kill the Egyptians, to kill Pharaoh and his men. Uh, and the the women uh, of the tribe sing songs of praise. And I believe the song they sing there, you know, thank you, thank you, he, he, our God has killed everyone. The chariots and the horses he threw into the sea. That song that they sing. Um, so that, and that's, that is, that is a song of praise, a song of like thanks and praise and, and worship. And just like, look at this awesome thing that God did. So that's, this type of prayer is reflective of what exists, especially old school prayer in the Bible. Um, then we get, thank you for the food we're eating. These are some grace prayers saying grace. And I'm going to take a little, uh, just a minute to remind everyone, this is a story that I've told probably a hundred times on the show, that the only prayer I knew growing up was, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And like most things you say as a child that you're supposed to say, at specific times, in specific intonations, it meant absolutely nothing to me. Like, I had no... It was never explained to me. I didn't know who God was. I didn't know who Jesus was. Uh, this is just... These are words we were meant to, to repeat by rote whenever we were at our grandparents' house. And it was kind of like saying the Pledge of Allegiance. No, con no context. I had no idea why we were saying this. It's just something we were forced to say. And not meanly, but we had to say it. And we had to say it in that cadence, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, and it rhymed, and we said it, and then we ate. And uh, so while I understand, and while I understand why parents have these sort of mnemonic prayers that you can say, just understand that your children probably aren't getting everything out of them that you think they're getting. In fact, chances are pretty good they're not getting anything out of them if you offer no theology to support them if you don't uh talk about what they mean and specifically uh talk about actions you can take to uh to make them meaningful uh so then there's pr prayers of help and guidance and these are the probably for me the most meaningful sometimes i feel angry sometimes i get mad sometimes i may say things that make others sad Please help me, dear Jesus, to calm down my mind so I can choose words that are gentle and kind. It's a very uh, Fred Rogers-esque section, the notion that it is okay to acknowledge uh, the fact that you are not always in control of your feelings. And uh, that as a, as, a, as, a, as a person who is growing, one of, those, one of the things you learn to do is control the way you use your emotions. You can't control the way you feel, but you can control the way you behave. And this throws in like a little like, help me Jesus do this. But it's, it's, you know, 
essentially the same concept. Uh, it's okay to feel. It's okay to have big, strong emotions. That's fine. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to screw up. But it is up to you to to take appropriate action then to apologize, to change your behaviors, to become a better person. Uh, and if you need you know, to call on someone for help in doing that, go for it. As long as you actually make the change. Uh, we have poems about and prayers about learning something new that was harder than you thought it was going to be. Uh, but thanking God for helping you have the patience to do it. Uh, helping you be brave so like you're not afraid of the dark. And also uh, helping you when you're sick. Uh, please help me get lots of rest so I can be my very best. And also prayers for when you just don't know what to do. So you just... You have a prayer for when you're about to pray. I guess is what this one is. Lord, I when I don't know what to do, I'm glad that I can talk to you. I know you like to hear me pray. You listen to each word I say. So I guess there you go. And there's a poem about feeling jealous and upset uh, at your friends. Uh, there's poems about meeting new friends and being shy and not knowing what to do in, a, in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, and then we get into prayers of comfort. These are prayers we are asking for comfort uh, and thanking God for when you feel bad and you turn to God for guidance or for just feeling better. So uh, uh, feeling low. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for helping me straighten things out when I get confused. Sometimes I feel sad. Those kind of things. And then we have prayer poems. Wow, this is a long book. Poems about others, people in your community. We have poems about specifically about forgiveness. And we see a lot of pictures of brothers spraying the cubs with a hose. Uh, prayers for when you have hurt people's feelings, prayers for when people have hurt your feelings, and prayers for when you have inadvertently made someone upset. So the poem here is in reference to making your parents upset by not doing what you were you said you were going to do. And then finally, we have prayers about bedtime, uh, yawning and stretching, prayers to say at the bedside, and then the one you heard at the beginning, the good night sun and honeybees, good night flowers, good night trees poem. Uh, just a way to close out the day. Now, what do these poems, what do these poems and prayers, how do they reflect what we have learned in the Berenstain Bears books so far? Uh, not only the books we read in this series, but looking forward to the Gifts of the Spirit series, which to me are the pinnacle of Berenstain Bears religious books under Mike Berenstain. Uh, to me, uh, it reflects what we've been talking about. The fact that uh, uh, religion and uh, worship and your relationship with God, what that may be, however you may see it, uh, is most important in how you... It's not all about what's going on internally. Definitely there are prayers in here and poems in here that are about what is happening inside you. They are very inward-looking poems. But many of them uh, are about what is happening outside your body, uh, what, what what things look like outside your window when you wake up in the morning, uh, the people you interact with in your neighborhood, the people you're thankful for, uh, people who've hurt your feelings, people whose feelings you have hurt, how you can go about being a better community member, how you can go about being a better person, and then saying goodnight. First, you say goodnight on your knees to pray, uh, to ask you know for God to look over your loved ones, but it ends with saying goodnight to the things in your vicinity again. So you woke up, you took stock of your world and you saw the animals, you saw the trees, you saw the sky, the birds, the butterflies. And the last thing you acknowledge before you fall asleep, ideally, is that same world. Because as we have seen throughout the evolution of the Living Lights books, through these books, and then ultimately through the Gifts of the Spirit books, uh, spirituality and religion is... Uh, 
is I wouldn't say pointless, but it is uh, at its at its it's stunted if it's not put into action. And the only way you put things into action, as we saw from being a giving person, from giving, from loving, uh, from understanding, is you to put the first step is to acknowledge there is a world that is larger than you. And that is a world that is comprised of people whose thoughts, feelings, lives, loves, losses, hurts, and gifts are just as real uh, and vital to the world as yours are. You start from that base, you start from that perspective, and the actions you take from that point on are going to be more mostly, if you're lucky, and you, and you stick to that path, uh, positive actions in the world. If you, if you don't, it's not putting others before your own needs, but it is acknowledging that you live in a world filled with people who have just as much of a right to exist and be happy and live their lives as you do. And that the more you can help the world around you, uh, uh, be comfortable and be welcoming for everyone, uh, you know, who is, who is just trying to get, get along in the world, uh, the better your community will be. That is the, that is the, that is the heart of bear country. It's not a world, it's not a world free of conflict, much like smurfing land, much like smurf land and the smurfs, not a world free of conflict, a world full of a lot of anger and hurt at times, a lot of, a lot of bruised feelings and fights between friends. But it is a world in which the the basic uh, value of every single life in your community is is constantly in your mind and constantly in the minds of everyone else. Bear country. It's not a utopia. It is simply a society that functions a little bit better than the society in which we live. Those are the and so these are the worthy kids hashet. Uh, books. We so, we so we went from the Berenstain Bears Clean Up, Berenstain Bears Say I'm Sorry, the Berenstain Bears Please and Thank You book, the Berenstain Bears Sleepy Time book, the Berenstain Bears Love One Another, the Berenstain Bears All God's Creatures, the Berenstain Bears Easter Blessings, and this one, the Berenstain Bears Book of Prayers. These are all available for purchase. Now, this book, again, like I said before, it has a lot of reprinted images, but all the poems, as far as I can tell, are fairly original. Now, this isn't the only book of prayers uh, and poems that have been published under the Berenstain Bears uh, branding. We will get to the other one sooner or later, sooner than later. But before we do, before we move on to our next series of books, our next set of books, uh, it's time for the bonus. Time for this episode's bonus feature. So last week, I got, not even that long ago, just a few days ago. So this week, I got an email from Mr. Mike Berenstain himself checking in with me, uh, letting me know of a few changes that are happening at the Berenstain Bears uh, uh, you know, publishing enterprises. Uh, nothing serious, just a few changes of my contact there and, you know, how I, how I will go about talking to Mike. Uh, but... I thanked him for the for the heads up and said, "Oh, speaking of which, I asked him about these books. I I was I was like I was just like I wondered about the books you wrote and illustrated under the Worthy Kids imprint from Hachette. Gorgeous little book. I think they are they are wonderful little books. Uh, I but I'd never heard of them. Half of them seem to be fairly secular, but focused on considerate living, while the other last well the last four are overtly religious. And I was like, what was this? Was this part of the plan? Is this how they just ended up being released?" 
I've enjoyed discussing them, but I hope to hear from you soon. And he wrote back. And not only did Mike Berenstein write back like he does, he wrote back with a chapter in a book. Like a, here is the, so if you were wondering, here is the Hachette Worthy Kids story from Mike Berenstein himself. I'm going to, and this is a, it's a, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. He says these board books were the starting point of a chain reaction that led to the end of the Living Light series. But there were underlying conditions that contributed to it. And I and I love this. So we are about to this is this is the story of how these books are kind of the linchpin in the the changing kind of the changing of a lot in the Berenstain Bears publishing world. So he talks about, we mentioned this on this show, Sterling Lord, who was uh, his parents' agent uh, for the first Berenstain Bears book, um, and, and all the way up through uh, not terribly long ago. Well, okay, so when Stan Berenstain died in 2005, Sterling Lord, their agent, was was 85 years old. Um, and eventually... They, uh, you know, like they, they said, we're going to have to go with another, with another agent because he was, he was getting older and, uh, well, we'll get to that part. So Sterling Lord, 85 years old. That's just important to know in 2005. Uh, now he's, Mike says that over the years, there had been a variety of board books published. We've covered quite a few of them. Um, but they were never very successful. He said he won't go into why, but he has theories as to why they weren't successful. I don't know what those theories are. I'm very curious. Uh, but in the 2000s, board books started becoming a bigger part of children's publishing. Uh, as children's story, as children's publishing started skewing younger, they started putting out sturdier and sturdier board books. And so by 2010, uh, Mike himself was dissatisfied with the absence of new board books. He thought these were a good idea. And so he tried to interest HarperCollins and Zondervan, but they were like, he said they expressed interest, but they didn't follow through. And, uh, and so he was like, I'm going to look somewhere. I'll see if anyone else wants to publish board books. The problem is nobody wanted the Berenstain Bears just for board books. Uh, uh, and there was no, he had no formal agreement with HarperCollins or with Zondervan, which is a HarperCollins division, uh, to not publish elsewhere. Uh, but he knew they would be unhappy if he took the characters to any of their major competitors. Uh, so he didn't want to go to Scholastic or Simon and Schuster, any of those, any of their direct competitors. Uh, so he found, uh, he, so he thought of the company Ideals. Uh, it's an independent children's publisher that specialized in board books. And he thought they might be interested in the bears for just for the board books. And they also wouldn't be, uh, a threat but to Harper Collins or Zondervan's like, they're not going to, they're not going to like push them out with the Berenstain bear. So sum up, Mike wanted to start pursuing board books in, in the 2010s. Uh, Harper Collins, Zondervan wasn't interested in them or they just, they, they never really got back to him. So Mike sets out to find a new publisher just for the board books. Uh, he chooses a small independent called ideals uh, who specializes in board books and isn't going to, isn't going to threaten Harper Collins or Zondervan. Uh, and ideals was interested. So they reach an agreement. He Sterling Lord again, at this point, he's what 90, uh, Sterling Lord reaches an agreement for the initial batch. Uh, Harper Collins was fine with it. That, that that's where they stood at this point. Harper Collins is fine. That's good. And remember that Zondervan is a division of Harper Collins. So 
here's where Mike, things start getting real. He says, publishing contracts are complicated things. I study and try to fully understand them, but I'm not an agent or a lawyer. I rely on both our agency and our lawyers to deal competently with contracts. It later turned out there were underlying conflicting grants of rights to the board book format in our contracts with HarperCollins, Zondervan, and Ideals. And he did not become aware of this for several years. Uh, So by about 2014, he had asked Sterling Lord, their agent since the early 1960s, to retire from being the their active agent. At this point, Sterling was 94 years old and he wasn't ready to retire, but they felt it was best for the business. Uh, and Sterling passed away last year. We mentioned this on the show. He passed away at the age of 102. So what an amazing, I mean, I just, I'm going to step aside one more time and just say Sterling Lord, what an amazing career. What an amazing career. Uh, seeing the birth of that era of children's publishing and then to die in 2022. Just that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, okay. So in 2014, at the same time, this is happening. Worthy publishing acquired ideals. So in 2015, worthy ideals slash worthy, uh, releases the first board books. Zondervan, uh, saw all of a sudden was starts, making a making some noise about this being unacceptable competition with living lights uh now mike was pleased with how the worthy books turned out and i'm glad he was because i like these books a lot uh but he wasn't enjoying the creative partnership with the word with worthy uh because he said they were rejecting concepts and content that he thought would be fun and interesting and i'm wondering how much of this is stuff that's coming up in our current batch of religious books i'm wondering uh so he's unhappy with how things are going with Worthy. Zondervan's unhappy with him being with Worthy. Uh, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to do another batch. Uh, but then he he take, but he so he's getting another batch of board books together with Worthy Ideals. Um, but he starts talking with HarperCollins again. And he says that if they and Zondervan are willing to make a joint commitment to a board book publishing program, then he would cut ties with Worthy after the first two batches after the books that we've read Harper Collins agrees and Mike's tells worthy. Thanks, but no, thanks. I'm not going to do another batch of Berenstain Bears books. They set out to, to create a number of board books through Zondervan. The first one in the pipeline was the Zondervan prayers and poems collection. When it was announced that that was coming out, he gets a con- he gets contacted from well worthy contacts the agency to say that that is in violation of the their rights to the format and worthy threatened to sue Berenstain's their agents Zondervan to stop the publication of the prayers and poems collection they had to negotiate a financial settlement with worthy but worthy would only accept cancellation of publication to avoid legal action this we this must have was this the prayers and was this that whole thing that's my thing remember the prayers and poems that that came out but then it got pulled from publication was that that was that that because he doesn't say it directly but i think that's that well in any case 
Then in six months, Worthy Ideals gets acquired by, so Worthy had acquired Ideals. Then Hachette, which is a French-based publisher, they are, they are, uh, they're, the Little Brown is their American arm. Hachette acquires Worthy. <laughs> the terms of the original contracts with Worthy required their agreement to a transfer of copyright if they were purchased by another publisher. Their agreement to this involved freeing up all board book rights. So HarperCollins and Zondervan, they finally, they find out about this and they begin publishing new board books, including the canceled poems and prayers book. But then they end up dropping some of the other board books that had been scheduled. That resulted in Mike deciding to cease publishing with Zondervan. Uh, plus he says, and I'm going to read directly from his from his note here. He wrote this in a in a in a kind of a bullet point series. It's 17 points, but each point is like a paragraph long. He says, as we've discussed, I'd been I'd become uncomfortable with the whole direction of the Living Light series. I had always intended it to be primarily a series about the basics of Christian-centered morality rather than about doctrine, ritual, theology, etc. As you know, I attempted a do-over with this kind of content in the Gifts of the Spirit series with Random House, but so far this series has not been particularly successful. The release of the paperback versions is an experiment to see if a simpler presentation and lower price point can be more effective in the marketplace, but the jury is still out on this. What a right. So, so the basic concept. So the basic concept. Here's, your, here's the story in a nutshell. I'm going to see if I can summarize this really, really succinctly. Okay, so. The Berenstains had tried to make board books in the past. They'd never been particularly successful. Uh, in the early 2000s, board books become popular again. And then in 2010, Mike decides to make more board books, but he can't find a publisher. They find a, He finds a small publisher uh, called Ideals, who's interested, uh, but... They thought that it was going to be cool with Zondervan and HarperCollins, but there was some bad feelings there. There gets to be some problems with the contract for the board book. Uh, Sterling Lord ends up retiring. The publisher that released the board books, Worthy Ideals, uh, has gotten bought at this point. Uh, then they find out that because of the way the contracts are written, that that Zondervan, like Zondervan, it's very complicated. All you need to know is that Worthy Ideals then gets botched out by Hachette, which clears up HarperCollins and Zondervan to be able to publish board books again. But then they decide not to. And that was the last straw for Mike. And he he leaves he leaves Zondervan uh, and they've tried. And then he's that's why he's trying to do series. Oh, look. They're going to try some new stuff. Going to see if they can get these new religious books off the ground. I am a huge fan of Gifts of the Spirit. I really hope it, it, I really hope it works out. It's a, it's a ride, man. It's a ride. Uh, if you, uh, everyone I meet who is in the slightest bit interested in what I do here, every single person I talk to, the one point I try to get across to them is children's publishing is very complicated. You have to be a writer and a storyteller and a lawyer and 
a business person and a salesperson and a design. You have to just, you have to do, you have to know how everything works just to keep your head above water. And if you're someone like Mike Berenstain, who is dealing with characters that are over 60 years old, trying to remain relevant in the marketplace when you're up against whatever the latest fad is, it's even harder. It's all about keeping your book at the front of the spinner rack which means you got to just keep publishing books. It's also about expanding the market. And it's also, I, I'm going to assume, about not burning yourself out because you've been drawing the same bears for 35 years. I can't even imagine. The closest I can come to imagining it is, what if I did a podcast about that very subject for eight years and just was going to keep doing it and then got up in front of a bunch of people to talk about it? Speaking of which, this August... Lost in Bear Country at the Minnesota Fringe Festival. Come see me. I'm at the Rarick Experimental. Uh, you'll, you can go to minnesotafringe.org. The dates aren't up on the website yet. That None of that stuff's going to be locked down for a while. You'll see a placeholder image for my show. But uh, but just keep in mind, the beginning, of, the beginning of August, if you go to their website, it should have the general dates for the festival. You'll be able to buy tickets soon enough. I'll let people know if you're if you're interested in going to the Fringe Festival. You buy a button for six dollars. That's your that's your admission. That's a huge part of a huge part of the of the Fringe is these buttons because that money goes directly to the Fringe. A lot of the rest of the money goes to to the artists. Uh, so you got you get that. Then you can buy tickets to individual shows, or you can buy like a, a pass for like five shows. And you just go see however many shows you can. You go see, you go try to check out and see as many shows as you can. It's a great experience. It's a lot of fun. So if you're in the Twin Cities area uh, or anywhere nearby, come on up and see me in Lost in Bear Country. Uh, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be completely unpredictable and a living nightmare on stage. And I can't wait to do it. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Mike, for writing to me. Uh, and for writing back to me so soon and for your 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 constant attempts to to keep the Berenstain Bears a a a franchise and a set of books that reflect your values, the values your parents instilled in you, the values you've learned since becoming an adult, and your your unending attempt and drive to make the world a better place, uh, a kinder place, a nicer place. A softer place to live uh, by teaching us that it's okay to feel things just don't feel just don't do mean things uh, don't be a swindler don't be a corrupt politician and, and, we, and everything will, everything will be okay uh, thank you so much for listening thank you so much for joining me I don't know what the next books are going to be but I will I do know who my next listeners are going to be it's going to be you and I'll see you all next time deep in bear country <laughs>